0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, Flames fans, and welcome back to Locked On Flames, and thanks for making Locked On Flames your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, joined by JJ, the ultimate stats man, and we're here to talk (laughs) all things uh, Flames in just a minute. your locked on flames your daily podcast on the calgary flames part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right how are you doing jj
2: i'm doing good that was that was a fantastic intro the uh the locked on family's got some good things going here it's all fancy the production's like
1: yeah I don't know how they do it because I can barely like turn on a computer (laughs) (laughs) whenever they're like hey here's this file for you to upload and use in your show I'm like
0: okay okay. yeah (laughs) someone else
1: is gonna have to show me first but Yeah. yeah, yeah no it's it's pretty sick uh you know, we started putting shows on YouTube. Now it's uh, it's kind of fun. It's yeah, yeah. But uh, it's opening week, the Flames haven't played a single game.
2: Nope. No, <laughs> but it's it's been good. Like I've been into hockey. That's all I've done for the past three days. Oh like, yeah, I.
1: It's so nice to have it back and oh, so nice. in full capacity of like fans the production like with broadcast teams it's a it's nice it, i can't complain about really anything which is yeah. surprising well just the fact that the flames haven't played yet but
2: yeah but i mean it saves our disappointment so there's no that's hope.
1: a really good point we can just <laughs> put it off
2: no no all kidding aside though it's been it's been great like i'm just watching the seattle cracking game right now and they had such a great game for yeah. Vegas on Wednesday. I watched the crap out of that, so
1: yep. yeah.
2: Uh, have them.
1: they surprised you? I know it's only been like two games, but have they kind of come out as a force to be reckoned with?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I was decently high on the Kraken. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I would have done some things differently. Myself in the expansion draft and other things like not drafting Curtis McDermott and John Quinnenville and all these, <laughs> all these guys, but I, their d- defense core is so solid and yeah. their goal is great. Their forward group is obviously, obviously where the concern is with people, but I like Jared McCann, Jordan Eberlees looked good. They have, you know, it'll be a group effort on the forwards, so I'm excited, and I love their jerseys. Like, I could just stare at them all day. That's the so. selling point with this team. Yeah. yeah,
1: Like, they could be horrendous, but I would still wear that jersey with pride. Be like, yeah. this is the best jersey in the league, so.
2: Absolutely. And uh, shout outs you... to, shout oh, outs to Mark Giordano. Yeah. Who is now the Seattle Kraken captain, which is unreal. And I'm so I... happy for him.
1: I'm so happy for him, and I feel like he's going to do amazing things as a Absolutely. leader, and I talked about it earlier in the week on the show, but how Lucic said that he's the most vocal captain that he's played for yep. in the locker room, so I I don't think that that's a bad thing, especially with, um. I don't want to call them misfits, because mm-hmm. that's, that's mean, but... <laughs> just a bunch of outliers on the teams that have now come together and they're ready to prove everyone wrong i i love me a good underdog scrappy player story so
0: yeah
2: it's it's very similar to the golden misfits is exactly what the vegas golden knights they embrace the crap out of that like yeah that was their in the locker room that was their slogan like I love, I myself included, I love rooting for the underdog. I've done it with Calgary for <laughs> 15 it years.
1: It hasn't paid off. It's fine.
2: No.
1: It will eventually.
2: It will. One day,
0: maybe.
1: maybe. <laughs> I just, uh, this Calgary team. I I really didn't know what I was getting into when I started covering them. I thought that right. they were definitely like a little bit better than... What they yeah. are, but how do you think that this team stacks up?
2: hmm Yeah, that's a really interesting question because going back to last year, the expectations were high. Personally, mm-hmm. I had them second in the Canadian division. Yep. Most people had them as a playoff team, right? And they shit the bet, to put it nicely. So it's it's a hard question because there's so many questions with the Calgary Flames this mm-hmm. year. Specifically on defense, I think is where a lot of questions are and I'm sure we'll get into that. But
1: yeah, do you want to tell us why there are so many questions?
2: Sure. I'd love to. So <laughs> I mean they made some interesting interesting additions. Yeah. Let's say, which we knew there was gonna be some New defenseman coming in because Mark Giordano was taken in the expansion draft. So I threw out, you know, Jake McCabe's name as someone mm-hmm. who might be able to target. I I was talking about that for like three weeks straight. I was throwing his analytical charts on Twitter. I was like, <laughs> go after this guy. And Just then... like
1: you were throwing it and you were hoping that Brad Tree Living's burner would see it and be like, yeah. that's the guy.
2: Exactly. And, and then, then... They decided that I don't, I don't want to call him their Giordano replacement, but let's call it the defense replacement. Is that is that a nice thing? But Nikita Zadorov and I'm just pulling up his numbers now. He did not, he did not have a good preseason, and I was skeptical about that move because. Offensively, he brings—he's a black hole. He brings nothing. Mm-hmm. Defensively, though, in Chicago, he actually had decent metrics. So you know, I was thinking, okay, this might not be terrible. But in the preseason, there. in the preseason so far, when he's been on the ice, opponents have outchanced the Flames seventy-five to fifty-nine. And his expected goals is only 40.79%, which is quite low. His high danger chance for is only 34%. So, like, I could keep throwing numbers at you, but basically from what my eye test and all these metrics are telling me is he hasn't fit in with Calgary. And it's preseason. Things couldn't change. But they tried him with Rasmus Anderson. It didn't work. No. They tried him. I don't even remember. Like I think they tried him with everybody. Chris Tanev. Yeah. Erica Branson, I believe at one point. Like they tried him with everyone, and I don't. He did not have a good game, and he kept oh. taking cross-checking penalties. And and they're
1: cracking down on those a lot this yeah. season. Yeah. Or so they've said they will. Um yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why <laughs> that's just I feel like that's just the question with the Flames off season acquisitions, really.
2: Yeah.
1: Minus Blake Coleman, maybe.
2: Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Because I just I don't I don't understand any of it. Um, I don't understand why they couldn't get a Johnny extension done. And we can obviously dive more into the nitty-gritty in just a minute. But this this team, did they get any better?
2: Ooh, did they get better? At forward, they got better. Mm-hmm. Blake Coleman, analytically, I test anything. Blake Coleman is a very good hockey player. Is he a first-liner, like they've been playing him? No. Maybe not. Is he a second-liner, though? Yes. So, if they play him in that role, and he's paid like a second-liner, so if they... Like, that's a big addition to the top six, Mm -hmm. if it works. So, at forward, I'm happy. (laughs) On defense, I'm not as happy.
1: Just throw it all away.
2: Exactly. And I... I mean, goaltending. We have a prime bounce back candidate in Jacob Markstrom, Mm -hmm. who will be better under a Daryl Sutter system. That's a given, because he had a horrendous season last year. Part of that due to injury, et cetera, et cetera. Not having
1: a good backup. Where no. (laughs) No.
2: And speaking of backup, Dan Vladar had a very, very good preseason. So, did the Flames get better? In some positions, yes. In other positions, no. <laughs>
1: I would give them like a 75%. Yeah. So like a C+. Plus. But again, yeah. that means nothing. They could go out and bomb this season. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we'll look at some more numbers coming up next. But first, let's take a quick break to talk about good snacks. JJ, do you like snacks?
2: I love snacks. I absolutely love snacks.
1: And before we were recording, you were working out, so you obviously love a good, healthy snack.
2: I I literally just ate a protein bar and a granola bar right before the recording. Wow. I'm a, I'm a big snack guy. Yeah.
1: Well, let me introduce you to Built Bar. Built Bars are a delicious protein bar that are high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugars, And they're not like other protein bars because they're covered in 100% chocolate that, uh, and they're actually kind of good for you. They're not, they don't taste like a typical sandy, grainy protein bar. They are um, comparable to a candy bar. So head on over to Built.com today and get your Built bars for 15% off with promo code LOCKED15.
0: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: Okay, so, um. yeah. Um, I, I do love a good snack, though. What's your favorite oh. snack to, wa- to eat while watching hockey?
2: Oh, favorite snack. I mean, unhealthy-wise?
1: Yeah, I, like if like- you're going to pig out,
2: Yeah, like anything chocolate. Like my favorite chocolate bar is Kit Kat. I could eat like 40 of those.
1: Kit Kats are delicious.
2: So good. Hands down. And like potato chips, dill pickle potato chips. I I could eat those up.
1: I just had those with my dinner.
2: No (laughs) way. (laughs) That's
1: so funny. There you go. Oh my God. I just, I feel like we're going to need a lot of snacks during this flame season because we're going to need something to just... Support us, yeah, and probably keep our mouths shut, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I like just to yell and swear at my TV during games. Um, Why which, yeah, which player, um, do you have as like the biggest bounce back candidate of the year
2: for the Flames or yeah the, for the flames. For flames? Um, bounce back. I mean the obvious choice would be Sean Monahan Mm -hmm. because the past, it's not even a surprise to anybody by me saying this, right? Like the past two seasons for him have been abysmal. Yeah. Watching him try to shoot the puck and it's, he was playing through an injury, right? You can't blame him a hundred percent, but like watching him try to shoot the puck last year was the most painful thing probably I've ever had to watch hockey wise so yeah I felt be, really bad <laughs> yeah he would be probably the prime bounce back candidate for me I'm just trying to think here another bounce back would oh yeah 100% just popped into my brain Rasmus Anderson
1: yes I...
2: And I I'm gonna pull up some numbers for this one.
1: Oh please do
2: but give like, the
1: people what they want they love their numbers their charts
2: and i love my numbers too so <laughs> it it's so like on it from an on ice perspective it was a tough year from the numbers perspective it was a tough year like he needs a big bounce back And i'm sorry i'm just getting the numbers here okay there we go yeah so when he was on the ice, actually, the Flames outchanced opponents 845 to 843. So that's good. But his expected goals was only 47.04%, which is quite low for an offensive defenseman. His high danger chance for was only 46.93%. So opponents would outchance the Flames a lot more with him on the ice. Which obviously you don't want to see good. that. <laughs> and I'm just gonna pull up his war percentage here quickly, which I know was not very good. <laughs> and, and I think that people, like...
1: people need to embrace these numbers because they do mean something. They're not just mm-hmm. there.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's people that only have an opinion. Based on analytics, there's some people that say, "Blah, boots on the ground scouting at Pierre yeah. Maguire," and <laughs> you need you need that nice combination, right? Like for me personally, what I do is I watch a period of hockey, and then I look at the numbers and say, "Does it match up with my eye test?" Right? Yeah. And for the most part, it does, which tells me that these numbers are accurate. Right, and it's. I love analytics because sometimes you can't judge a player on their defensive impact. Right, like right. for example, Michael Backlund. He might oh. only score thirty points in a season, and you might say, like, this guy sucks. He needs to score more points. But you know, if you look at, and I don't know his analytics offhand. I could look at that after, but if you look at his defensive impacts, you might say hey, this guy's doing a lot more than just scoring goals, right? Yeah,
1: he's there.
2: Yeah. And another another thing I love is I love watching hockey, but I can only watch one game when there's 12 games on, right? So, Mm -hmm. and if I'm watching that one game and I'm watching the puck, I'm only seeing, you know, three players and there's 10 on the ice, right? So, yeah. Yeah, you gotta embrace the numbers. And I just pulled up. Uh, I pulled up Rasmus Anderson's uh, WAR percentage, which is wins above replacement. For those who don't know, and it's it's a little complicated. I'll, I won't lie; it's a little complicated. It's a bunch of different things, such as offense, defense, ability to finish the puck, power play goals per 60 quality of teammates quality of competition it's all nicely put together in a percentage and that's how you can you know make you know figure figure out yeah i don't
1: that's one i don't understand because it's just so much rolled into one
2: it it's a lot but rasmus anderson had only a 22% last year, which was a massive drop. Because that, That's in...
1: bright red. If you're watching on YouTube, it's the bright red.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that's a huge downgrade from last year. Because in 2019-2020, his war was like 77%. So he he was trending up. Yep. He was looking and... good. He signed that nice long-term extension and then just went... Off a cliff, right?
1: And I feel like we see that with players, though. Yeah. And it's, yes, it's something to be concerned about, but at the same time, like, they'll more than likely bounce back and just kind of find themselves in that happy medium. I mean, look at Matthew Kachuk. Last year was a quote-unquote down year for him. And it was. It was. He didn't have, um, I don't even think he hit 20 goals but his last five goals came within the last five games of the season, and it was when Johnny was on his line. Yep. <laughs> but, but again, what what do I know? What yeah? What do I know? Um, and it just players are gonna have yeah hard times, and because guess what? There's stuff that goes on off ice. Rasmus um, mm-hmm. Anderson became a dad.
2: Yeah, exactly. He,
1: he was probably really tired. Yeah. I can't for even sure. imagine. And yeah. like I just think that people have this mindset that oh, they're hockey players. They're just they're supposed to be robots. Like nothing else can like impact them. They're just like invincible. Mm-hmm. It's like no. <laughs> if they get a bad yeah. night's sleep, they're probably going to play like crap.
2: Yeah, and that's why you know, players have bounce back years and Mhm. You know. Like for Rasmus Anderson he was a 23-year-old defenseman that played top four minutes for the first time in his career. That's a huge step. Yeah. Absolutely huge. And like you said, he became a dad and this and that, right? So that's yeah. why you can't just look at numbers and you can't just look at, you know, what's happening off the ice, SI eye test, et cetera, right? You got to yeah. combine them all into a nice. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And just tie it up with a little bow and say, this was this year, doesn't mean it's going to happen again, especially if it's negative, because I feel like people will just harp on that and let that get to them. But best of luck to everyone. Um, But speaking of players who did have a good year, you're wearing his wonderful artwork right (laughs) now. Um, For those who aren't watching on YouTube, it is Mangiapani's beautiful flaming sea Masterpiece. Um Strix. my shirts in the mail. Uh podcast mom Lindsay grabbed Love one it. for me and shipped Love it. Love it. So I didn't have to pay like more for the shipping than the shirt. Um
2: awesome.
1: So he, last year he, you know, well, before the pause in 2019, 2020, he was trending upwards. If I remember Mm -hmm. correctly, because he was one of the first players that caught my eye when I started covering the team, which was right around the time of the pause. And I was like, this kid, he's only 22, 23. What do you mean? And I was so impressed. And then he came back last year and really proved himself Mm -hmm. as a middle six guy yeah especially on the flames, I'm sorry, but like you don't have much to work with last year. why you're playing yeah. Brett Ritchie on the top line? <laughs> I, like I can't <laughs> even go into it because I'm going to get so upset, and I don't want to do that because we're recording at like ten thirty my time, and I don't want to yeah. wake up my neighbors, but um, <laughs> my poor old lady neighbor, um I just. You have to utilize these players correctly. Otherwise, they're going to be like, get me the hell out of here. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that he will be utilized in a better way this season. Or so I'm hoping. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, Andrew Mangiapani is such a good hockey player. Like, his numbers last year were tremendous 92 mm-hmm. percent war which is super duper nice i mean like almost the best in the league like pretty good and he out outchan- <laughs> when he was on the ice the flames outchanced opponents 728 to 595 wow. so that's a like Chances for a percentage of 55%, which is very good. Expected goals of 58.56%, which is very good. High danger percent chance of 58.78, which is very good. So if you if you're getting if you're getting the hint I'm saying is Andrew Mangiapani is very good.
1: Something about those number 88s with carbohydrates. As their last yeah. name. There's there's something there. Basta. But, yep. Yeah. I just I want to see them thrive together.
2: But. Oh well. David Pasternak to Calgary. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'd be okay that with would, that.
1: I don't think yeah. it ever happened, but
2: no. No. I definitely wouldn't wouldn't complain about that at all.
1: No, oh my <laughs> god, no. I would be so excited.
2: Yeah. But but Andrew Mangiapani. The best description I've ever gotten of him is from Calgary Flames data analyst. Uh, you know him as twi- on Twitter as Flash underscore thirty three or Shane, and he just described Manji Pawny as a little uh, as a bee. Right? He's just he's on the ice. He's in your face. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's he's gonna piss you off. He's gonna score. He's just he's our little bee, and I love him. Yeah, he's and-
1: can't complain he's no. great I'm so happy no. for him I'm so happy to just to like have him on the flames and then you know when yeah. you're probably listening to this you're probably about 36 hours away from puck drop so that's closer than we are right now yeah. um, but we're gonna see him very soon.
2: very soon very soon yeah and I mean we talked about underdogs earlier Andrew Mangiapani mm-hmm. is the ideal example of an underdog. Was never drafted into into the Ontario Hockey League. Worked his way up there. Drafted in the sixth, sixth round of the NHL draft. You know, yeah, people he's... didn't expect him to be a top six forward. He worked his way up. Now he's he's killing it. So prayers for a Eight, six to eight year contract extension, please, and thank you.
1: Do you think he ever hits a hundred points in a season,
2: Mondriani? Yeah. If he's playing with McDavid and Pasternak, maybe.
1: Okay, that's fair. No, not claims. He's,
2: he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna score you fifty goals. Yeah. He's more, the most important thing about Majupani is his defensive impact.
1: Yeah, like, he's just... going to beat someone out for the Selkie someday. I, I have a strong this season. This All season, right. I would be okay if he robbed Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, it'd be okay.
2: Yeah, like he he should have gotten Selkie votes last year, mm-hmm. and he got none. So that better change, or I'm going to start talking to these media members because they aren't seeing.
1: <laughs> it just it's. Um, Oh my God, what's the meme? It's like this is anti Italian discrimination or something. (laughs) It's like it's it's that. It's fine. It's just, we just got to get his name out there more. And I think that he'll do that for himself this year. Um, Is there anything else you want to add before we move on?
2: Uh, Just that Andrew Mangiapani is in the 96th percentile for defensive impact, which is. Quite good and unreal. Do you want me to go into our favorite defenseman?
1: Yeah, actually, let's do that.
2: Let's, yeah, yeah. So, when the Flames brought in Nikita Zadorov on defense, they also brought in Eric Goodbranson and Eric Goodbranson. Is not a very good hockey player.
1: What is it? $2.5 million?
2: Just a shade under two. Like one point.
1: Okay. I wasn't sure.
2: I mean, anything over 750K is an overpay, so it doesn't (laughs) matter. Yeah.
1: Ridiculous.
2: (laughs) But by any metric you look at, and I mean any metric, he is not a good defenseman. In preseason, I mean I was in person in the, at that first preseason game in Edmonton and that was the worst performance I think I've ever seen. I was laughing. I was <laughs> There was this booing like it was insane.
1: Oh my god.
2: And I mean my eye test matched up perfectly <laughs> with <laughs> metrics because in the five preseason games he played the Calgary Flames were outchanced 68 to 51, which is not good. Not good. His expected goals was 35%, which is super low. His high danger chance four was thirty-three percent, which is basically means uh the flames gave up ten high danger chances and only score only had five when he was on the ice in preseason. So nice. And his war percentage was 6%. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. Like, I could. I I still don't understand this signing. The one thing he has going for him is that he's 6'5, 220, or whatever he is. That's why he was
1: signed. That's it.
2: And he shoots right. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah like that's all daryl sutter wants so
2: yeah i but i just don't understand because jason Demers, who is still a free agent was mm-hmm. a better defenseman but a better metrics etc cetera, etc etc and he can't even get a contract well i don't want to speculate but maybe it's personal choice i don't know what's going on but From what I know, he doesn't have a contract with an NHL team at the moment. And Eric and Branson got $2 million. So
1: I wish I was that bad at my job and got through that kind of money.
2: I think the worst part for me is that the Flames re-signed Michael Stone, which was a good move. He was good under Daryl Sutter, which is weird for me to say because I was on team get Michael Stone out of town for like three years and they kept bringing him back and then he finally had a good season and proved me wrong so I wanted him yeah. back and they brought him back for 750 k <laughs> and it's awesome and then they're like you know what James I'm going to ruin your day and then Erica Branson for $2 million it's which, just its
1: so disappointing
2: like how how do you pay him $2 million? Were you bidding with another team? Like, was another team wanting Eric Goodbrother? <laughs> For
1: how much?
2: Like, like,
1: to the point where you're like, okay, I'll, I'll give you just under $2 million. Like... like what? Who in their right mind? Like, who could it have been?
2: Yeah, like... I, I don't understand that signing. I big Like that's the only. only Yeah, like that's his.
1: That's his thing, and like that's it. He's he's a big boy. That's
2: it. Yeah. Yeah, and he had a awful preseason, which was expected. But you know, there's always those first couple games, or you know, you give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe with a new team. But Branson is on his fifth or sixth team in the past three years. Like he,
1: He's getting passed around like a cheese platter at a party. Like, at
2: at <laughs> one point, you just have to figure out that this player just isn't very good. Right. And, you know, props to him. He's made probably close to $50 million playing hockey. Like I'm sure he's fine with me trash-talking him because he can't yeah. hear me because his ears are plugged with all that money, so... <laughs> right like oh my god props to
1: yeah. him for just how i, I yeah. don't understand because like if you want to get better you have to play pay defensemen but you need to pay good defensemen yeah you can't just like, be like okay here's like two million dollars to yeah. a bomb you're yeah. not gonna have any success there and I think they finally realized with the bottom six that, or yeah, the bottom six that like you can't just pay some guy seven hundred thousand dollars to come in here no. and think you're gonna win
2: because
1: mm-hmm. that's not the right formula. Um, yeah. I mean, you have I, I I don't know I I just this team sometimes like <laughs> the, the more I think about it, the more I think my brain is gonna short circuit. And they haven't even played a regular season. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'll I'll try and help you feel better about this team <laughs> because there are some positives. There are Brad Richardson, Trevor Lewis, Nikki Zadora, Blake Coleman, like all these signings that are brought in, mm-hmm. like Trevor Lewis, Brad Richardson. Nikita Zororov, they have no... They put up no offense, no. but by some defensive metrics, they're okay. They're all right. So What I like to say is they're net zero. We're not gonna... If you're gonna play them on a fourth line, they're not gonna score you a goal, but they're most likely not gonna allow a goal against. So... As long as our top six, and I like our top six, mm-hmm. as long as that top six can score, the Flames have a chance at the playoffs. Because if they get off early and Johnny Gaudreau goes over to Lindholm and goes to Kachuk and they pot two quick goals early, they should theoretically, with the defensive talent they have on this team, and I don't mean defense, like defenseman, I mean like. The so, two way well, forwards. Yeah. With the amount of those players they have on this mm-hmm. roster, they should be able to hold a lead and grind any team down in the league. And I guess another positive is other teams are gonna hate to play the Calgary Flames. Yeah. Calgary Flames are gonna be in your face, they're gonna hit you, they're gonna shut you down, they're gonna they're like a mini way less New York islanders to put it nice like, I don't they're like the mini
1: mites team like the yeah
2: the baby versions like, I don't, I don't want to compare them to the New York islanders because they're a very good team and they have playoff success <laughs> so yeah but it's not the calgary Flames. they are like the New York islanders if you took a light version times like 50 <laughs> so yeah
1: they're just just take have, away the playoff success, and
2: yeah, they,
1: you
2: you're there. They they have like they're built as a team that has an identity, and that's mm-hmm. been a problem with the Flames for as long as I've been a fan of them. Really, yeah. Since Iggy left, like they they've just been kind of this mediocre. We have a couple guys that score. We have a couple bad players. You know. Yeah. And just been mediocre in the middle. Now they're a mediocre team in the middle that plays hard and is good defensively. So at least there's an identity. There. Yeah.
1: There's something. <laughs> there's definitely more than there was two years ago. Um mm-hmm. I just can't believe that they've been through two coaches yeah. in three years. Um that's talent that's (laughs) that is truly talent um yeah
2: i think if you go even further back i think it's five coaches in six seasons yeah (laughs) oh my god
1: like are the coaches bad or is it just the team i I genuinely don't know
2: there's there's so many questions and i mean for some of them it was good for them to leave I'm not going to name that person's name, but we all know that story. And others, it didn't work. Glenn Gullitson was not an NHL coach. And I wanted to freaking punch that guy in the face because he made me so angry. (laughs) And the guy that I won't name was actually a good coach. And the Flames had success under him, but he was a terrible person. (laughs) And then, you know, you bring in Jeff Ward, who... Similar to Glenn Gulldson was a good person.
1: He tried,
2: but was not an NHL caliber coach. No. And uh, now
1: we got Old Man Setter off the farm.
2: Now we got Dino Daryl. <laughs>
1: oh my god!
2: Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing back that nickname.
1: I've never heard that before. What? Yeah, I no.
2: Came up with that on Twitter. Everybody loved it, and then I kind of, I kind of stopped. I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop picking on Daryl Sutter here for like the summer. I'm gonna just see how the games go. But huh. Daryl Sutter teams, you know, I'll give the guy credit. They they're usually good possession numbers, chances. Like if he's an analytics guy, which I know he's not, but if he looks at any analytics he has had success. Mm-hmm. His teams have statistically been good teams. So, and, you know, last season, in those last 10 games or so, the Flames were a very good team. Part of that is because we played the Vancouver Canucks like five times who, who had, were like had COVID. COVID. COVID.
1: <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's, that's so,
2: fine. you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt, but the team under Daryl Sutter was good and he gives them an identity. So even though I'm not the biggest fan of Daryl Sutter, it's a coach that is going to be here for this year and next, Mm -hmm. who is going to instill some form of identity into this team and already has. And it's the like, if I was in charge of this team, I love watching teams that are all offense, right? Like, Mm -hmm, of course. Like, I want exciting hockey. The Flames aren't going to be an exciting hockey team, but we'll see if them not being exciting works for them.
1: Maybe. I hope so. Because, I mean, I don't want them to put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um. I unfortunately have work to do after games uh, that involve the games. So me falling asleep during my job would just not be good. Yeah. <laughs> but coming up next, we will wrap up the show with our winners and losers of the week. Um. But first, let me talk to you about sports betting. Um. I'm not a betting person because my predictions. Um. I had the flames coming in second last season in the north division so you can see (laughs) why i don't put because i would have been like here's all my money and then i'd be broke but bet online ag just revamped their website so they have all these amazing bets props updates uh vegas arcade games available for you and you can earn a 50 percent welcome bonus when you sign up today and use promo code locked on And that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus.
0: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: So, it has been... A little bit of time since I've had a guest on for a Friday show where we've done winners and losers of the week. So, welcome. Uh, I explained to you before the show that basically my old co-host, Sean, who worked for TSN, was like, I'm ripping this from, I think it was Leafs Lunch or something. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. they would um, do winners and losers of the weekend on Monday. So we would just stole it and said we're gonna do it on Friday. So yeah. um Sean, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but hi. Um thanks for <laughs> thanks for helping. Um do you want to start with winners or losers?
2: It's up to you. I can do whatever.
1: You know, we just we sat in some negativity for a while. So why sure. don't we stew in it some more? Who's your loser of the
2: week? <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to pull up the score from one game that's being played today. Oh, no. And the Arizona Coyotes did some good things. They're trending towards a rebuild, but they are a massive loser tonight as they lost 8-2 to to the Columbus Blue Jackets.
1: 8-2? More
2: Yeah, more specifically, Carter Hutton is a massive loser because he allowed eight goals on 26 shots. So I'm just going to say, just because I watched that game a bit today, the loser is the Arizona (laughs) Coyotes. And I feel for those fans because it's going to be a long season with Carter Hutton and unnamed goaltender that I have no idea
1: yeah I just i like their idea of stashing all those draft picks i think that that's yeah. genius uh, just depending on how they use them i guess
2: yeah uh, like it's it's great yeah. for the arizona Coyotes to rebuild it's fantastic i wish the flames did that two years ago
1: well yeah when they really should have done it
2: but it it'll be great in four years (laughs) but for right now the Arizona Coyotes are losers
1: (laughs) uh my loser of the week is most definitely Urban Meyer uh head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars just because that he he's lost the room and I know that the whole uh situation where in Ohio was two weeks ago but I just feel like Every time I log on, there's always something about him. Um, <laughs> and they, they haven't won a game. So you're really the loser in my eyes. Um, as for my winner, I, I don't know. I kind of want to give it to, like, my pillow. Because like a <laughs> <this> solid nap <laughs> today that I really needed. But I'm going to go Brady Kachuk because he got Ooh. a massive payday today. Yeah. Um, Kind of a bit of an overpayment, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But unless you gotta cash those checks. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully they clear. I mean, it's the Ottawa Senators, so I don't know what their money situation actually looks like. But um good luck to Brad Tree Living when negotiating with Matthew, <laughs> and mainly Keith. I'm assuming that this is going to be a Keith driven decision. Yeah. Uh but enjoy, $57 million.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and Brady's another example of someone that analytics are down on him mm-hmm. quite a bit. Because he's a unicorn in the league, same as Matthew Kachuk. He's a player that does a lot of things. But Brady yeah. Kachuk has never scored more than 50 points in a season. And now he's making $8.2 million, which is insane. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely not excited for Matthew Kachuk contract negotiations next summer. That's going to be awful.
1: With a $9 million qualifying offer, which I know they don't have to extend, but the Kachuks don't seem like the people who are going to take team-friendly deals. No. And listen, I'm all about securing the bag. You make your money but if you I don't know I just I don't that's a whole other discussion but (laughs) best of luck to everybody involved in that um, negotiation because I'm just not that's I want nothing to do with that from the front office
2: No. and uh, my winner for the week is the Seattle Kraken because as we are recording this I just watched the Seattle Kraken win their first NHL game history they beat the nashville predators 4-3 so shout out to the seattle kraken
1: yeah shout out to them they're they're pretty
2: cool they have they have beautiful jerseys they've played two games already and i love them and (laughs) this is a flames podcast but go kraken
1: yeah honestly this is a try to find positivity where you can (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, even though the Kraken are in our division, it's fine. Um, I thought it was so cool, the little pregame theatrics that Vegas did.
2: That was super cool.
1: I just, I hated it for the playoffs back in 2018 when they played the Capitals and everything was a production.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But just to give like that kind of welcome <laughs> to you,
2: yeah.
1: like in your first game, especially as... Like the l- second latest expansion team, technically, now. Um, I think yeah. that's really cool. And props to everybody who, number one, pitches those and then executes them because I, I would press the wrong button <laughs> and <laughs> all the power would go out. So um, I hope you're all getting paid well enough because you, you do some hard work. Um, sure. So that's all I have for today. Uh, do you want to plug your social media and where we can find your podcast?
2: Sure. Yeah. So my social media is there on the screen at James Johnson YYC. You can find me on Twitter posting way too many memes for anybody's liking. Way too many flames related tweets. The I'm Elliot all over Friedman the place. The ones are great. Oh, yeah. Those are I love them. Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you can find my podcast at the Barnburner hockey podcast on apple spotify this or that me and my co-host audie who we both appeared on the show about i wanna say a month ago yeah month and, a half. and yeah we're we're having a good time we have we have a, a couple player interviews with yusuf Alamaki, matthew phillips and and got the good having, stuff
1: there.
2: We're having a good time, so <laughs> check us out over there. And for any Flames fans, there's actually a brand new call-in show that we're going to be hosting yes. starting on Saturday, and that'll be called the Afterburn Call-In Show. So if you want to,
1: a cool name. That's I like um, that.
2: I wish I could take credit for, but that was all Audie. I wish That's I cool. could take credit and say that was my idea, but it wasn't. But yeah, you can, if you're mad at the flames, or happy, or depressed, or angry, or anything. Whatever you're on, feeling. Come on post-game, chat with me and Audie. Maybe we'll have some guests on from time to time. Maybe we'll have Jess on, who knows.
1: That would be but fun.
2: Yeah. So, It'll be fun. Our first yeah. Our first show will be on Saturday, so that'll be tomorrow, when yeah. you guys are listening to this. So come come chat and say hello to me and audie on saturday
1: yeah thank you so much for coming on um you were very flexible considering i passed out in a coma for like two hours (laughs) Um, and then i was like oh my god i need to eat um so thank you again for coming on and i'm sure you'll be back on throughout the season and we can just throw a fit over analytics and the defenseman (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah well uh thanks for having me on again dress Always. anytime i love i love talking hockey so
1: oh yes and make sure that you are subscribed to locked on flames wherever you get your podcasts and of course our youtube channel and catch you next time hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast
0: ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today